watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Today in the studio, we have Allison Bob, founder of the Chaos Dow, crypto YouTuber, philosopher, and community builder of Mangata, who just won a slot on Kusama. Allison Bob, welcome to the show. Hi, Che. Nice to meet you. Yeah, very nice to meet you as well. Now, I've uh, <laughs> I've been seeing online you've been um, developing this new persona, Tommy Enankle, or something like that. Can you tell us a little bit about who this new persona is and what made you pursue this internet identity? <laughs> you might be referring to my username on the Mangata Discord, very likely. <laughs> the Discord account on Mangata is having my doxed identity because... We, we at Mangata, we want to show the username, like the actual names of people that are working at Mangata so that you can look them up and also develop trust in Mangata. So this was a decision you made after you joined the Mangata team then? Yes. So everyone on the Mangata team had their actual name. And I thought it is just in order to show my actual name also on the Discord there. Then what can you tell us about who Tommy was, what he was doing before Alice and Bob was created? Tommy is, has been mostly an IT guy most of his life. Nice. So I started out as a software developer, have been developing iOS applications for iPhones for six years. So we were one of the first companies in Austria who developed iPhone apps. Uh, one of the best apps was developed in, in together with, with the Austrian govern, government. And it was a, it was a help for people who, who are victims of violence at home. And so this was one of the best apps. And other than that, we also did some marketing apps, of course. And then I moved on, I moved into pol politics. So I was uh, I'm, uh, transitioned over time to be first a marketing guy, um, communications guy, content guy for a political party. And then because of my background, I transitioned to becoming the IT lead of that party. And so I always was at the crossroads between technology and communication. Did you always have an interest in politics? I started to become interested in politics when I was around 14. And I was always considering how it would be to be in politics. And I think uh -huh. I always was a political person in that I was having opinions on how things should be. But I always also considered that it's for regular people, it's not really possible to influence politics. And over time, um, there was there was this pirate party movement, uh, especially in Europe, but actually all over the planet. And so the pirate pirate party movement was a movement that came out of internet, of the internet sub community of of the uh, initially uh, requesting free software, free content, and basically that copyright restrictions should not apply strictly as they did. And mm. from this, I got drawn into politics and becoming mostly interested in the way democracy itself works and how we can improve democracy. So this was always my main interest, improving democracy itself. When you came across crypto, did you see some promise in crypto in the political sphere? The moment that I really started to get interested into crypto was when I was reading the Bitcoin white paper. Uh -huh. So when I was reading the Bitcoin white paper, I immediately knew that uh, there was something behind I heard about Bitcoin before and I, I understood the rough concept. 
so I was understand, understanding the concept of Bitcoin and so on before, but when I read the paper, I was somehow this kicked something off for me and I understood that this is going to be a very radical change that is going to have very long lasting consequences. Can you tell us how long ago it was that you found the Bitcoin white paper? So I, I, did, uh, I, I did go back uh, in my personal Google account and I found out that my first search on Bitcoin was in 2011, but wow. I didn't act up on that by then. Uh-huh. I even installed a client. I even installed a miner, but no. then <laughs> I let it run over a whole night and I was just confused why it is going to download the blockchain and why it is downloading a gigabyte or so of data. I didn't understand what it meant. Yeah. So I threw, threw it, <laughs> I threw it away again. Uh-huh. And then in 2017, I had it on my agenda for some years to look into it. And in 2017, I finally got around to read the white paper and got into crypto. Mm-hmm. And then, then I was doing this, oh no, I missed Bitcoin. What else can I do? And then I was looking into Ethereum. And for me as a tech guy, there was this understanding, okay, Ethereum is basically building a virtual machine, a computer mm-hmm. on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is, this is the next evolution of that. Right. And it, it was very similar when I this, and this is where I made my bet on Ethereum. I didn't look any deeper into that. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe you should do it if you are doing more due diligence, but I'm also a retail investor personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I did look into, uh, didn't look too much into Ethereum, but I knew that the concept itself was very worthwhile and that there are a lot of developers. And if you have a lot of developers and you have a good concept, uh, it's just bound to be successful if the market conditions permitted and then i discovered polkadot this no last year and it was the same again so from a technical perspective it it just introduces um this cybernetic process of deep decoupling responsibilities and when you have this decoupling of responsibilities from the relay chain and the parachains when you can have a free market competition for who is the best smart contract execution platform or who has the best optimization for storage or compute or whatever. Um, it's, a really, it's a really powerful concept. And that is when I decided to go into Polkadot Kusama. And you went in as more than just a retail investor. When I first met you, you had a YouTube channel and you were trying to explain these concepts to other people. What made you start this YouTube channel? And, and was it your first YouTube channel? It wasn't my first YouTube channel, but all previous YouTube channels haven't been so successful. So it was basically just a training up until that point. Uh-huh. Uh, I was starting as a node runner and I think maybe I was the first person you ever interviewed. I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, I was starting as a node runner and I was starting the YouTube channel actually to promote my node by, by providing value to people and get them interested in staking with my node. Right, right. And then over time, I, I realized that staking is not the best thing for me. And uh-huh. so I kept a little bit going with the YouTube channel and then uh, uh, KL Star was getting a thing. And then after some time, Peter from Mangata became aware of me, talked with me and, and got me to join Mangata. Yeah, wh- when you started Chaos Dow there, did you have any expectation for what it would become or, 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 or was it just supposed to be a small chat room? I'm wondering what your intentions were. I think I did not. So I think my main intention was to, there was some intention. The intention was to gather the good people in the ecosystem and, and form a group with them. Yeah. But I didn't really expect 
anything to come out of this other than maybe be part of the cool kids. Uh-huh. I think <laughs> I think at a very basic level, the intention was to be part of the cool kids. And I was thinking if I create a Discord that is outside of the regular parachain uh, or outside of this uh, of the of the discords that are having a specific agenda mm-hmm. i was thinking this could be a very cool thing and so i was inviting the people that i was talking with on twitter basically yeah and then it just started evolving beyond the point where i was thinking I, <laughs> i'm having like sort of a control or <laughs> a real yeah, like it, it really, <laughs> yeah, you became you became our leader, eh? Yeah, but I didn't like I, I I'm I always was experienced in moderating communities and right. uh, and uh, you, when a community grows, it comes to certain points where it has growth pains. So people get in conflict or there is a question on which direction to go. So basically, a question of democracy. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, oftentimes. It's just good when you have someone with experience who, who who can relay a little bit of information on how to best resolve the conflicts. Mm-hmm. And I tried to take that role. And after some time, it got so big that I didn't even have a real oversight over what's happening. And I think that's a very beautiful thing, actually, when you have such a big community that you're losing oversight. Yeah, the chaos element runs deep through chaos now, actually. Yes. But then again, people are people are just collaborating. For example, we see the Glimmer, no- the, the Glimmer node starting for the Moonbeam network. And it's a collaboration where uh, Spascoin is investing a lot of time and work. I think Sick, um, maybe yep. a few others. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, people are just connecting there and and starting their projects. And then a lot of a lot of NFT projects uh, or or collaborations on on certain levels have started there. I think also parachains have been connecting there. So yeah, that's it's a place to connect. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that people walk in there not working for crypto, and within a few months, they're they're usually making something for their time in crypto. Yes. The same thing happened to you. You got picked up by Mangata. Were you looking for full-time crypto work, or did they just approach you? I wasn't looking, and I mm-hmm. wasn't. Ex- I was expecting that it would happen at some point. If you just, if you have Keep a going. YouTube channel, you yeah. you will be approached. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting it to be so early. And I think Peter was trying to get in early before anyone else could capture me. <laughs> it was a good opportunity. I was considering going full-time into crypto. And I was actually considering doing YouTube videos full-time uh, for crypto. Yeah. Because I was seeing the opportunity of getting funded by the Kusama Treasury or the Polkadot Treasury. Of course. Uh, because they are funding good educational work. And mm-hmm. so I was considering doing that. But Peter got you. And I'm curious about how the vision developed between when you got hired onto Mangata and this recent successful crowd loan. I think the vision was always the same, mm-hmm. but for, I had my personal journey of understanding Mangata. So ah. initially I had a rough understanding from what you can gather when you visit the website. And over time, Peter tasked me with explaining the different concepts of Mangata. So for example, proof of liquidity, yeah. or the, the FEMIS protocol with which we are preventing front-running and a few other concepts. And when I started to dig into them to explain them to others, I really had to understand them myself. And over time, you see how all of the concepts interact with each other and create a synergy or an possibly emergent behavior that, that creates a positive sum of the parts, like uh, where the sum is more than the parts. Uh, at least that's the theory, and we're going to test it out with our launch in April. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what can you tell us about those core values of Mangata? So depending on who you're talking with, I'm emphasizing other points. But let's let's start with the technical thing. Okay. At, at the technical basis, Mangata does one thing very well, and that is prevent front running and mine extractable value. Okay. And that means it basically prevents bots and and bots stealing from users when doing their trades. Mm-hmm. And the the great thing about this is that it increases capital efficiency. And this means basically that imagine you have a hundred DEXs and on all of them, there's trading activity. Now, naturally the market moves into the direction where they have paid the cheapest prices to do the same trades. Yeah. So that's why capital efficiency usually is very important. But this is not the only important thing we are emphasizing because for example, Uniswap v3, version three is doing this very, very well, but it has become a big money game. So just-in-time liquidity bots are there and regular liquidity providers are not really able to earn because just front-running bots go there and front-run their liquidity provision. Wow. And it's becoming a very optimized game where only those really can make the most profit who have the time to invest in optimization strategies and algorithms. So it's not really there for the small retail users to make uh, money there when providing liquidity. Um, and so fairness is the second big values. So you have capital efficiency on one side. Of course, you want to have the best prices. But then again, we want to have a level playing field where everyone is getting the same chances and is not disadvantaged by bots. Hmm. And so this is the core of the Magata technology, with the idea being that in the long run, this will be a more successful strategy than just copying Uniswap or copying SushiSwap and adding a little bit of innovation. So the the real idea is to have a big innovation and to be there to have technology in place that also works in the future, works in five years or so. And this is why we have chosen Substrate technology, which works on Polkadot and Kusama and allows you to just make changes that go much deeper than just creating better EVM, Ethereum-compatible smart contracts. I've also seen the tagline that this is for professional traders. Yes. So this is this is about the Mangata X exchange, which is our product for Kusama. Yeah. And so we have been thinking about just... Initially, we were thinking about just launching on Polkadot, mm-hmm. but we realized that... Launching on Kusama is all also very valuable because you have a different community there and you have a different way to develop the software. So Polkadot and Kusama, different communities uh, in, their, in their view about how they want to approach blockchain. Mm-hmm. Polkadot is about is a bit more conservative. These are people who might not spend so retail Polkadot users might not spend as much time looking into everything as Kusama users do, who are very much about innovation, very much about taking the deeper look and so on. And then on the on the institutional investor side, you might see that Polkadot investors um, also prefer more conservative uh, stuff, and Kusama is where the the more interesting DeFi stuff will happen initially. And so the idea is for Mangata X to speak to that community who is about innovation, who is about experimentation, who is about more uh, experimental DeFi protocols and more 
experimental tokens sitting on top of that. And they need a place where they can be offered or traded. And this is what Magatex is for. Okay, understood. It's for the do-it-yourselfers a little bit more. Yes. And over time, the idea is uh, Mangata is a DEX to trade all assets eventually, all tokens. So right. we want to have a bridge to every major blockchain in existence. And so this means uh, that Mangata X can be that DEX where the, which is connected to the major blockchains and which offers you to trade the experimental tokens, not only from the Polkadot ecosystem, not only from Ethereum, but also from layer twos, uh, also from uh, all the other great layer one blockchains. And what's the path towards making that happen? Is it, are, are you guys going to be building your own bridge system? What's the idea there? So no, we are not, we are not building our own bridge. It's a complex problem that we're leaving out to other bridge solution providers and a lot of great of them out there. We are in the process of, uh, Deciding on the final solution we're going to choose, we have singled out two final contestants and we're about to implement the final solution. Because we want to focus on having a bridge solution that offers a wide variety of ecosystems to which we can connect to. And so we can focus on what we are doing very well, which is offering the trading capabilities. So first of all, we are connecting to Ethereum and then uh, shouldn't take too long. So we personally, I want to make an announcement every month, a big announcement every month about what is the next big thing we are connecting to. So okay. we want to have a lot of networks connected this year. It's my personal ambition. And if the technical team, the developers allow it, we can make it happen. Okay, that's awesome. Alice and Bob, before you go, I'm just wondering if you can give us your thoughts and feelings on the state of .sama. You said that you've been in the ecosystem for about a year. Um, same with me. I'm just wondering how the current state of Dotsama has either lived up to your expectations or not, and anything you're excited about coming down the line. Yes, I think Dotsama has been a challenge of patience for all of us, but I think it comes with the technology. If you look at Bitcoin, it took a lot of time for people to get it. If you look at Ethereum, it took at least three, four, maybe five years before a lot of people were starting to get it. Yeah. And I think it's the same for substrate technology. Hmm. And Polkadot and Kusama have a very big promise, and that is the promise of interoperability. And this hasn't been delivered yet. It's in the process of being delivered. But XCM, the XCM protocol, is currently being deployed. And I'm pretty certain in one, two, three years, you will see huge leaps, huge leaps when more and more parachains are connecting and when more and more bridges are being established. This is also the reason. So uh, a lot of parachain projects are currently looking into XCM. Uh, we are also looking into XCM and uh, have been looking into it for a few months now. Yeah. And we are reaching out to other parachains and say, hey, if you're a parachain and you want your token to be traded, connect with us um, because we want to open as many channels as possible to other parachains. And I think all the other parachains will do the same. And when you see a lot of those connections being made, um, this will this will see, uh, this will will show the true capability of Dotsama in having specialized parachains. They're delivering their value and they're connecting to other parachains. And all of us are building customized solutions that are going to play together and build a, a lot of synergy together. Alice and Bob, it was awesome having you in the studio. Thank you for all the work you do in the ecosystem. 
and just for being a great role model for other people. We're really excited to see how Mangata shapes up and best of luck in the time between now and that launch on April 4th. Thanks for having me and also thanks for doing such great work with Quack Media. It's really great to see your videos every day. No problem, Alice. Uh, <laughs> no problem, buddy. Thanks a lot. <laughs>